Do you have an idea for a book, fiction, nonfiction, or a children's book? We can help you put it together and bring it to market at Dorrance Publishing. We have thousands of testimonials from people just like you that we've helped get their books sold in stores and online. We've even got a service called The Writer's Coach. It's perfect for people that have a book idea in their head and they just need someone to help them put it on paper. Dorrance Book Publishing has been helping people just like you who have a book idea, written or not, for over 100 years. Imagine being counted among the most famous authors in the world with your very own book. Call right now and let us help you turn a book idea into reality. It's easier than you think. You just need a little help. Call us now. 800-876-9035. 800-876-9035. That's 800-876-9035. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome to third hour of Radiolawtalk.com. We are ready for a wild ride today. We've been talking about the role of judges and the fun things that happen in court, especially when judges decide they want to say something clever or funny or other. Have you ever done that while you have served as a judge pro tem? Have you ever made it? I mean, in context, but not necessarily related to the case. I mean, obviously, that's the answer for a judge to keep their lips zipped and comment only on the case. Have you ever done that or been tempted to? Uh, Lots of times I've been tempted to. Uh, I have to rethink my comments sometimes (laughs) when I want to be clever. And I try very, very hard not to make things um, or not to say things that could be interpreted in the wrong way. Well, that's the question for Fred. Fred, when serving as as a judge pro tem, have you ever made a snide or a side comment that maybe was not related to the case? No, I'm. Uh, you can put me on the. Am I on the mic? Okay, yeah. Uh, no, I'm very careful in what I say, and I know judges. They're. I'm telling you, 99.9 percent of judges. In fact, I can't even remember a judge saying anything really bad or snide. Um, I know one judge, and Denise knows too, that would say stuff that's not snide or mean, but he he was just didn't didn't quite you know have the filter and would say. I'm going to say the word interesting stuff. Uh, and the funny thing about this judge is this judge would cross-examine, <laughs> would cross-examine the, the people on the witness stand. In other words, the judge is supposed to be a neutral party and sit there and not say anything and just – I mean not say anything, you know, no cross-examine. But this judge would cross-examine witnesses. Wait a minute. I've got some questions of the, your witness. Uh, you're the judge. You're not supposed to be cross-examining. Well, I've got a few questions. <laughs> Sometimes it's good for you because he's cross-examining the, the person uh, – uh, that you're going against, but uh, sometimes it was... Sometimes just... judges will, they'll be like a hole in the evidence that they need to have information on, or they didn't catch something, and they want to make sure that they understand it. And and I find that to be helpful, right. usually for the most part, because then I can see, oh, I probably didn't explain that little part in my case, or I'm so glad he's listening. Well, I and, think sometimes he says the jurors are going to either need or want to know this little fine point of 
of law or procedure, so maybe I better bring this up now, or it's going to come up an appeal. Is that possible, Fred, or am I thinking out of time? Yeah, yeah, it can. It can. I um, think more likely judges don't ask questions when the jurors are involved. I think it's more when it's just a court trial that the courts will ask questions. And I right. do find for myself, when I sit as a temporary judge in small claims, I may ask a question, and it's not a cross-examination. It's just me not understanding a piece of what the parties before me are trying to tell me or me seeing that I need to know a certain fact in order to dis- to decide a legal issue. So Judge so. Judy, who just had a big big uh, news article published where she said, you know, the, the issue is here, this cancel culture, this has got to go. I am not afraid to look people in the eye and ask them hard questions. For example, my favorite Judge Judy question of all time, a person shows up in flip-flops and she shorts with no paperwork and she said did you know where you were coming today sir <laughs> yeah funny you say sir that's exactly right well this hour we're going to have a lot of fun we're going to talk about fun and interesting stuff we're going to talk about uh, the boy scouts bankruptcy what the judge says about bankruptcy and the lawyers what they do in a bankruptcy they will submit their bills and the and their costs etc and and the experts costs you're going to be shocked when you uh, hear what we're going to say about the Boy I Scouts so bank. I, even I was shocked. But uh, uh, a Fed. Uh, we're also going to talk about. We're going to follow up on what this federal judge uh, said out in. Uh, I believe it's in Houston. I want to talk about that. We're going to also talk about uh, uh, Chris uh, uh, Cornell's family settles a lawsuit in the singer for Soundgarden, right? Yes. And we're going to talk about that. And then we have a case or no case, which is the most important thing. We're here for Cal, because we have five minutes for you to set this up. Just go ahead and set the case or no case up, okay, I, and we'll I, go from there. I think I will do that. Do here that. we go, ladies and gentlemen. Stand by. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. Yay! All right, here we go. A 32-year-old man, Quint, found out that his ex-spouse, with whom he hadn't spoken since they divorced, passed away tragically in a moped accident. His ex-wife had life insurance through her job. His ex-mother-in-law informed Quint that the ex-wife had kept Quint as the beneficiary on that life insurance policy. And her family said, wait a minute, that's basically burial insurance. We want that for funeral costs. Not only did the ex-wife have him on her policy and as the primary and only beneficiary, she updated the paperwork with his home address on the policy after they divorced and he moved. And the now deceased ex-wife had two term life insurance policies, one for him and one for the ex-sister-in-law. Now he's remarried. He said his divorce was simple and easy. We left the marriage with what we came into it with. The life insurance company approved the check in his name and it's sending it to his house. But the family is getting demanding as to the proceeds from the first. So they went to a lawyer and said, Denise Dirks, case or no case. Okay. That's a very good question. That's a great Um, one. And actually, it shows since she added his address, updated his address after after the divorce, it showed she still had the intent to keep him as the beneficiary of that life insurance policy. And just... In all of my uh, marital settlement agreements that I do, I have some kind of a warning in them that says you need to review your estate plan with a with an attorney of your choice because, you know, once you get divorced, things could change and you need to, you know, be updated and, and your estate plan may become outdated and all of that. So there's kind of a warning that's in the marital settlement agreements. 
So what I would say is that this is no case. Ooh. This, by the way, is in the state of New York, FYI. All right. Just so you know, uh, Denise, I'm going to go complete opposite with you. I'm saying this is a case. And it's funny you said that, Cal. The first thing I was, uh, when you were halfway through it, I said I, uh, she forgot to change the beneficiaries of the life insurance policy. But then, like you said, when it came down to it, she had actually changed the, uh, when they moved, she changed the addresses and the names and, and the former sister-in-law. Uh, believe it or not, a lot of times there are divorces and they still get along even after the divorces. And I'm going to say this is a case and, um, and, and that the husband, the former husband wins and gets the life insurance policy. And uh, it's weird, the sister-in-law, because here's why I think, uh, Denise, and I may be wrong, I don't think Cal would bring up the fact that it was the sister-in-law was involved in making something up. He would have just said the husband. So I think this is a case, and the husband and sister-in-law win. Well, are you ready for an answer? I, I am. Let's do I it. They, they Let's settled. Do it. They settled and gave yeah. the money to their well, family. Well, <laughs> whatever. The That's insurance policy was between the ex and her insurer. That's a deal between them. But in the state of New York, it is possible to overturn a life insurance policy if it explicitly goes against the terms of the divorce decree. As happened in this case, the divorce decree said something else, stipulated something else, but she went and changed the address and kept the policy in his name. In another case, in Minnesota, the children of the deceased were awarded the proceeds from the life insurance policy and not the ex because the judge said, I'm pretty sure that's what the ex-husband wanted. So it really depends on, in fact, there are 20 some states where the beneficiary does not necessarily go like that, where it's up in the air and open to to public discourse. So the case is not over. And even though Quint looks like he's going to come out okay, it is not yet in the clear. So it is a case. So I win the one. And I said he wins. We just don't know yet. So I don't get a point for that because we don't know yet. That's correct. So I get one point. Denise gets none. Oh, I'm I'm so sorry, Denise. I feel bad for you. I can tell. I know. He so sounds I'm, just sick he, about he it. He looks sick. like the Cheshire I'm, cat. I'm just <laughs> sick about Denise not doing well. Well, that's case or no case. I want to jump back. Oh, we almost are we running low? On yeah, time? we're about ready to get out of here. Oh we're my about gosh! But 20 when I, seconds out. When I come back, I want to jump back and talk about that federal judge. Uh, some of the things that he has said over uh, apparently uh, behind the bench when we come back. Stay. I'm Fred Pitty. Thank you, Fred. Stay tuned. There is much more Radio Laptop coming up. In fact, in the whole, yeah, whole three segments, I think. So don't go away. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Wayne Elliott here to tell you about my experience with Strauss Naturals Heart Drops over the past 20 years. Strauss Heart Drops saved me back then and changed my life forever. It's hard to describe how invigorating it is when you support your healthy blood flow everywhere. There is scientific evidence that Heart Drops ingredients help maintain healthy lipid concentration. Cholesterol is in the blood lipid group. This supports blood flow, our body's most important function. I was able to maintain a healthy heart and blood flow. Strauss Heart Drops work, I can assure you. No contraindications with pharma drugs. Strauss Heart Drops are safe, and Strauss guarantees your satisfaction with a hassle-free guarantee so you can't go wrong and certainly have nothing to lose. I've seen folks taking heart drops that have greatly improved their lives. Available online at StraussNaturals.com. Thank you very much. 
These products may not be right for you. Always read and follow the label. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800-493-6112. 800-493-6112. That's 800-493-6112. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. The best thing about Quick Cut Car Wash is whenever you go through, the smell in your car is always great, and they have super fun lights and colors. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Your car smells good and it's clean at Quick Cut Car Wash. And I know this place right down the road. Quick, 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 quick car, car, car wash. Quick, quick car wash. Get the quick quack confidence. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Get the quick quack habit. Take a car once a week. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. I like quick quack because of the mascot, Quackles. Come on, quick quack car. So we sell unlimited membership for per vehicle. You can add a family plan and add an additional vehicle at a discounted rate. Don't drive that dirty car. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800 918 You know, this is what we're going to talk about. We're going to. This is Frederick Penny, uh, the host of Radio Law Talk with Denise Dirks, eight five five Law Radio. Give us a call. We were talking about a judge in Houston, and the reason we want to continue to continue this, we talked about it our uh, hour two, and then we had our case or no case. Now we're on this because I I kind of want to bring up a one thing, you know, and then we're going to talk about a judge accused of assaulting uh, another um, inmate uh, who who was cussing him out while he was. Uh, that the inmate was cussing the judge out while he was on the bench. 
these judges go through a lot. And I'm going to, you know, you hear, okay, this judge shouldn't have acted this way or that way. These judges, uh, and we know them, Denise and I know a lot of them, they put up with a lot of crap. I'm sorry if I'm going to say it, put up with a lot of crap. And, and they just they just bite their tongue, and they just, just you know, okay, they, they've got to act calm. But sometimes they're human, and they just crack. You know, that's just part of it, right? Including threats, right? Oh, everything. Oh, yeah, there's been threats. These judges get threats and all and kinds of they stuff. Also, they're under different type of pressures because the federal judges are – appointed for life they're not elected officials but usually other judges that are not federal in nature that well they could be appointed but most of them are being elected right. or at least at some point they have to run for a re-election every 12 years in the case of the california supreme court l- l- more frequently in the case of local superior court judges yeah right? i think it's right. six years right so yeah. because of that there's different competing kind of needs for the judges like i think it was three years ago we actually covered a judge that had done something very very con- controversial and he ultimately got recalled for it but if you stop and you think that these judges that are up for re-election, they have to take a hard stance sometimes right. and come down really hard on crime before they are elected because otherwise they could be elected out or voted out. So anyway, this judge does not have to worry about that. This judge right. has a lifetime appointment. So he's gotten a little salty in yeah, his age. federal court. He's federal court. So a couple of things. This was the most shocking one. These are quotes, and, and this is from the ABA Journal. Quote, he said this, and, and this is the judge that does not like federal process, doesn't like prosecutors, doesn't really like that. sounds like he does. He's he kind of goes against the government uh, a, a few times, uh, the government attorneys. He said, quote, it was a lot simpler when you guys wore dark suits, white shirts and Navy ties. We and he did, said that to a female. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't let girls do it in the old days. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's like, pretty. That's, uh, that's pretty bad. That's pretty salty. He's seventy nine yeah. years old, Denise. And you brought oh, up I maybe. Would, I thought it was well, yeah, 70, may, 79. And not to get you know, maybe he's he's losing a little bit. And here's another quote from him: "I know you're all useless government bureaucrats." <laughs> I guess he says stuff that sometimes everybody wants to say. Sometimes. I was going to say, "Thank you, Judge." Yeah, <laughs> What's your number? Yeah. Not not that's not, But anyway, uh, and and here's another one, uh, and this is from the ABA article: uh, Government attorneys in Washington quote are back from lunch now. It's 1 o'clock in Washington, and they are only going to work until about 3.30. <laughs> the phrase public integrity in connection with the Justice Department uh, is a contradiction, he says. Now, this is a Reagan-appointed uh, yeah. federal judge, and yeah. at the time that he was making these comments, it was a, a Democratic um, Justice Department that was in play. And so, you know, it just violates one of the most important axioms, I think, of of our judges is that you have to remain apolitical. You cannot become politicized. And there's an integrity issue here. If if someone attacks your integrity integrity and you're in the court system, that's just not a good thing. Even though, in his view... He's telling the truth when he says, look, you guys don't put in long hours. Right. You don't do anything. You have a slop in here late. I hate that. I mean, is he entitled to do that? I mean, let's but, just say they always did come in at, you know, at one fifteen instead of 1 o'clock. And he wants to get going. Let's go, guys. I got right. Here's something interesting, though, Denise, that you said. And I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you a little bit on this because we love doing this. So you, you, uh, your insinuation is he's a, he's a conservative. And he is from Reagan. Is it was a, I'm going to con- say a conservative. Kind of a more moderate conservative, but um, 
Guess what, though? In the ruling that we talked about with the uh, terrorist, mm-hmm. it was the kind of the opposite. It was more of a liberal thing that he did. Uh, more of a conservative judge would have thrown the book at him, right? Would have done the 15 years. A, a more conservative right-wing type judge. But but he was telling him they only get 18 months. And so, so I'm right, not quite sure. He should have got 15 years. It was almost like there was a minimum penalty, and right. he gave him less than the minimum penalty. Which is not – which I'm not trying to – I'm saying it's – he's kind of flopping back and forth. But he, for some reason, in this particular case, he identified with this terrorist. This guy admitted right. that he had funded – you know, a terrorist organization, and then he had helped one of his friends to go and join that terrorist organization, and then that friend was killed. And so this right. is kind of the factual background. And for some reason, this judge seemed to identify with this criminal who was an admitted criminal. He was there for sentencing. And that's why I, I brought up the fact that we covered another judge who got recalled, because the judge in California that got recalled, I— he did not like the fact that the defendant did what he did, but he was a swimmer. He was an athlete. He was from a very wealthy school and wealthy family, and he didn't want to ruin his life forever. But right? I see. I think I could see that. If we're going to that, I could see that judge doing that with anyone that that uh, that. And I'm not saying what was right, but he got recalled for his what his ruling was and what he. Um, what he believed was right, but what that, what's scary about that, Denise, that, that I've brought up is when judges are worried about being recalled or kicked out, and they and they and they have a ruling uh, accordingly. That's scary, Denise. That they really yeah. have to be neutral. They do, and, and they have to say what it, just what their belief, what they truly believe, is the best for the country. You yes. know, and for or for the state or for that county, and and the problem is, or for that case, yeah, that case exactly. And I worry about okay, you're getting recalled because this was your sentence, and we don't agree with it. The public, that, no, that, that's I, a I, little scary to me. It is, and and not only that, but you don't know this, but if they get recalled, they lose their retirement benefits. Yeah, that's... it's like there's nothing sacred, um, and it's I don't know. I, I we we talked about that our first year, and. I still struggle with that same concept about having judges recalled. But yeah. judges still need to remember for whom they work. And True. They're, and they're there to help enforce the law in, in accordance with the will of the people who are, who, who are the, after all, the people that they work for. But, Cal, so but are hard. the politicians, right? And, but yeah. they pander to people, right? And well, so so there good. we go. I mean, you got to be careful. We'll be back after this. What? Talk about a judge accused of assaulting uh, an inmate. We'll be back. <laughs> Bad behaving judges again coming up next on Radio Law Talk right here. Stay tuned. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. 
Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. I've got to get my car washed, this dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today, I don't know what I do. And I know this place right down the road. Quick, quack, car wash. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quack, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Quick, quack, car wash. They'll have you looking sharp. PG Law Group. Radio and now back to the show. Here are Denise Dirks and Fred Penny. We were talking uh, during the break about a judge. We were talking about basically how judges get, uh, they, they have a lot of stress on them. And there's a judge that is, is, is facing some ethics issues uh, in Georgia that apparently um, an individual that he sentenced didn't like what uh, the sentence was and started cussing the judge out as the inmate was being taken out of court and just didn't stop, didn't stop. And finally the judge apparently, this is uh, my understanding, is uh, kind of fired back at him, you know, verbally. And as they took this individual out, you know, in the hallway, uh, apparently back to his cell, jail cell or something, as he was uh, uh, cuffed. I don't know if his, his, his legs were cuffed or, or his hands. I can't remember. But it the was ju- both. Both. The judge walks out. I don't know if he takes a break, steps out in there and, and didn't physically hurt him. He just kind of pushed him up against the wall and, and you know, told him, you know, knock it off type of thing. And then now the judge is going to be go through some... Uh, uh, they're, they're looking at disciplinary actions. It's not going to say that it's going to happen or that he's going to be disciplined. But these and these are again allegations uh, that uh, his verbal. Uh, but but you know, hey, look, they've got they've got you know cameras everywhere. So, but he uh, he basically just yeah. Pushed. But there's no audio. Right. There right. was only video, and right. so it's very difficult for them to um, understand right. the what the inmate was saying or what the judge was responding. Oh, I'll tell you what the inmate was saying. <laughs> <laughs> without even without even knowing, but you know the inmate was was cussing him out, you know, and and so and I'm I'm sure the judge probably threw a, a few himself, but but the fact is he went out in the hallway and and kind of put the guy up against the. Let's see you outside wall. in the yeah. without those robes on, judge, yeah, and let's yeah, see how yeah. tough you are at that point. I mean, I'm sure yeah, there's I'm, always been that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, going with on. cuss words going I, on. I will tell you this: the the officer that was taking the inmate out must have been shocked. Right, right. For the judges rolling out, it's, oh, yeah. you're on to go get back on the bench. But that tells you the stress. I hate to say it, the the stress that these judges go through, and these judges are being 
uh, disrespected constantly, the respect of the courts. Uh, just in the past under, you know, 29 years I've been practicing, I've seen the difference between how the court is respected back when I first started to, to now. It has changed. People do not respect them. Uh, not all, just I'm saying, you know, you see defendants, you know, going off on judges and, and people and they should not. Well, there's several reasons for that in California because it's been quite a topic of discussion in my little area of, of Northern California. The first is the, ju- the, the defendants don't even show up for court. And if they do are dragged into court, it's after they've gotten in a fight with an officer after the chase. I'm talking about the, the low-level low criminal general. defendants. Yeah, you're talking in yeah. general. In general terms, not, of course. Not, in general not, terms, of course. Yeah. That there's a fight, uh, usually, or some sort of disagreement, out, disruption out in the street. They come into court. The defendants are angry. They don't want to be there. They know they don't have to be there. They know the judge is going to slap them on the hands and set them loose anyway. What am I do? I, I heard one guy say, what am I even doing here? I'm going to be out here in just a minute. And right. that was true. That was what the law required. So the respect comes, uh, lack of respect comes, in my humble opinion, is is from the fact that many states have chosen simply not to enforce the law as it is written. So there is no real consequence there. So then when, when they and the judge mash it up and the judge really does enforce the law, then the guy gets upset because, you know, right. yeah, right. I can see. You it. know what, what I've seen in my in my time frame is a very different bench. Very different judicial makeup. Um, we have a lot more diversity in our judges, and I feel like the training of the judges is getting better and better, and that the expectation of four judges is as high of a standard as it's ever been. And so I really feel like judges are meeting that ethical and professional and unbiased, for the most part, that they are expected to be generally speaking yes and i and you know you may get a bad egg here and there but for the most part the judicial officers that i'm before yeah. that i'm around i really have high respect for them because they have amazing patient and amazing exactly control. what i was going to say denise as and that's what i've noticed their temperance is so much higher than before. You know, in the early days, 50 years ago, a judge will, you know, oh, yeah, they'll be getting, getting on you, you know. But now they're just, their their temperament has to be so, they have to be so calm all the time. Absolutely. And, 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 and boy, people say stuff in court, and I've heard it. They just snap at the judge. And, and what I say is that's not too bright because the judge does make the ruling about your case and why you're stupid enough to sit there and rip on the judge or yell or cuss at the judge. Uh, even after the fact, don't forget, a lot of these people are more than one-time offender. They coming back, judge is going to remember that. So, And my point was exactly what you're saying, that the issue is not with the judges. It's with the people outside right. who come into the court and bring with them an attitude that says, this is a complete waste of my time. Exactly. And in Kevin. too many cases, yeah. it has been so. Yeah. yeah and, so it's and, and on, on the opposite side, too, things that I used to get away with when I was a teenager, they get charged with crimes. Yeah, that's I true. I mean, everything has changed a lot. We don't we can't have those juvenile pranks anymore. That doesn't exist in today's world. Everything is really serious and taken very seriously. And I think there's a lot of pressure on defendants as well because what sometimes is a very minor matter gets blown up and maybe the DA's overcharging because they're supposed to be a law and order type of a DA. He's getting elected and you know, and I all agree of with that. that so Denise. I agree. Some of, of the things the I point. think I see the charges like really? 
I mean, yeah, that was wrong, but you know, come on, man. We, we got, let's deal with the murder right now, or the or the the thief, or something like that. Or this but, molester, you yeah, know, yeah, somebody that's whatever. out there hurting multiple people, like serial killers. And yeah, but then there's the argument that. too that they're letting people out for you know, I don't know. Don't forget, they should be clearing up those uh, the cor- the uh, prisons because what thirty years ago, people with marijuana there there's marijuana people dealers or 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 users are in are in prison that need to be get, coming out, right? And that they should be coming and out. And most of them are. Yeah, they are coming out. At least out. in California so, they are. Yeah. Most of and them so, are. Yeah. And some of them it's you know, if it's if it's legal, it's just no no different than prohibition back in the what twenties, right? Let's yeah. jump let's jump from this. Let's talk about this Boy Scout bankruptcy. Here's what happens in bankruptcy. Denise and I were talking about this during the break. It's just amazing what happens uh, in these big cases, obviously the the Boy Scouts of America are being sued. They have eighty five hundred now claims, eighty five thousand claimants. Claimants. I'm saying claimants because they're uh, what uh, you know uh, victims. Um, I, I I read articles and I look at uh, different stuff. They call them victims. Sorry, but uh, Boy Scouts are innocent until proven guilty, and so are their people. And the scary thing is. What I worry about, too, is for both sides, and there's clearly been some issues going on there, uh, clearly as in, you know, you know, innocent until proven guilty, but there's something going on. There's a problem. Uh, but how can they defend themselves, the Boy Scouts, when the alleged uh, perpetrators are dead or gone by now, right? Because it's, you know, this goes back to who knows when a lot of them and aren't this there. Is, this is a structure where... Um, the Boy Scouts did not necessarily employ these people. Right. These were volunteer positions, and maybe the scout managers or scout masters, p- masters or yeah. whatever. Sorry, I, that's what I meant. Yeah, but something too. you know like that that are more volunteer positions, and but yet they're being held responsible for these people that were in these positions of authority right. um, over um, children. Right, but here's uh. the issue, and there is there, there's there's some sick stuff that people have done that that. That there's a, an issue, but here's eighty five thousand claims. Not they said there's eighty five thousand victims. No claims, but here's the staggering number. So in a bankruptcy, they file bankruptcy or about ready to file bankruptcy. What happens is the attorneys have to come in and show, okay, we need this much out of the bankruptcy. This these are the fees. These are the experts. These are the the numbers. And I thought this number, Denise, included the personal injury lawyers getting their percentage, but it does not. And tell them the number that they're asking the courts to pay out to lawyers and to you know experts in these cases and and for basically helping uh, the boy this scouts. This is really for the defense, right? And it's a hundred million dollars that they're requesting. Not a hundred thousand. Again, say it again. A hundred million dollars in attorney fees. And the judge says that's quote that's a staggering number, <laughs> and that's exactly right. And so uh, it goes into a lot of them. Hey, believe it or not, and, I, and apparently they're worth it. Some of these lawyers are charging a thousand dollars an hour and seventeen hundred dollars an hour. Right. So you're also talking about Kumis Council because wow. you're dealing with the Boy Scouts and defending the Boy Scouts, but then you've got these other defendants that have to have Kumis Council and they're all under the umbrella of this insurance policy. Right. And when you stop and you think about that, that is astounding. 
crazy. But anyway, and, and well, they're billing at more than a thousand dollars an hour. Some are at seventeen hundred twenty-five dollars yeah, an hour. I guess apparently one expert said a thousand dollars an hour. These complicated bankruptcy courts—they deserve it. They're complicated, and maybe they are. So are they from the same firms? Uh, all different firms. All There's different, different firms. firms. Wow. Right. So, and then one firm actually has a bill for I think three hundred grand or something like that, just one one for a month or something to that effect. But yes. anyway, that's what's going on. We'll be back. We're going to talk a little bit about Chris Cornell's family. We'll be back. Stay tuned, as Fred said. We will continue with Radio Law Talk, and I want to remind you that Radio Law Talk is heard live every Saturday, nine to noon Pacific, at RadioLawTalk.com, and all of our past shows are placed there as well in the form of podcasts, and it's all free at RadioLawTalk.com. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. I'm going to Quick Quack Car Wash. Get my car washed, make it quick, quack, pretty, shiny, sexy, just because I want to. Don't drive dirty. Going to get my car suds at the Quick Quack Car Wash. It's the Quick Quack, quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car. Watch a hundred feet of cloth. Washing your car at the Quick Quack Car Wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sombra, Cadillac, Quick Quack will spruce her up. Just like that, you'll be happy looking snappy. You'll be glad you was at the quick quack car wash. Get on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car, get in your truck, get on the road, come visit the duck at the quick quack car wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. 
Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. Call now, 800-238-9182, 800-238-9182, again, that's 800-238-9182. Infectious diseases spread by pests like malaria, Zika, and Chagas disease are causing a worldwide health crisis. Fortunately, here at home, we don't face the same level of threat, but we shouldn't let our guard down. Mosquito-borne diseases like West Nile virus and Zika are impacting communities across the U.S., and Lyme disease spread by ticks is on the rise. Whether around the world or just around the block, get the facts you need to protect your family at PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association. Boys are weird. Who told you that? Radio Lottot. This is Radio Law Talk. Thanks, Cal, for bringing us back in. We're uh, ending our third hour almost. This is uh, Radio Law Talk. Call us at 855-LAW-RADIO, 855-529-7234. Many of you want to email us. Email us at info at radiolawtalk.com. Again, info at radiolawtalk.com. Uh, we appreciate everybody here. We appreciate you as listeners. We, we really have a strong listener base of, of loyal fans and we really appreciate it. We try to make it fun and interesting and th- this next segment is going to be extremely interesting. Uh, some things we discussed about uh, uh, Chris Cornell's family. Uh, is the He's the front man for Soundgarden. They settled a lawsuit over uh, their alleging that uh, uh, prescribed uh, uh, drugs uh, there was an issue there but before I, I get into that I want to just co- make one side comment. You know what's interesting, Denise, and we've talked about this uh, during the break, is I had my first uh, judge pro tem. Uh, sometimes I, uh, we, we, work, we work as judges to help the courts out because the courts are overburdened, and we'll come in and try to be a settlement conference judge, uh, which they call a judge pro tem. And I was a settlement conference judge on a, on a pretty uh, interesting, uh, important case that's going to trial, trying to get it settled. And it was my first Zoom conference as a pro tem judge. And... Uh, it was very inter- not only very interesting, but Denise, you know what? I'm gonna have to say I kind of liked it. It was, yeah, I mean, it was because it was the the settlement conferences are more informal than when you're being a traffic court judge or a settlement conference judge. I mean, a a a, a, law, a, a, a law and motion judge that you've got to be in the courtroom. But it's very interesting in the settlement conference to try to get these cases to settle. It was nice to be in my office, and they drop me into the. I sit there in the court, and the and the clerk. I've got my clerk there, the, you know, my the one that takes care of me. And then I'll just say, "Hey, look, okay, I want to go into this room and talk to these people." And and they drop you in the room. You talk to them and do that, and then you go back to the clerk and oh, drop me in this room. Boom, they drop you in, and oh wait, I want to go to the bathroom and. And and while they're thinking and okay, this this party is discussing or going over, you know, sometimes a half hour determining what they want to do, and I'm able to get my work done. I'm 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 there working on my cases. So I kind of enjoyed it, Denise. I'm going to have to say I'm liking this Zoom slash. When I say Zoom, that's the generic term because they all use it's all video ones. conferencing, right? The video conferencing. But I suspect that it's not seventeen hundred dollars an hour like those bankruptcy lawyers, right? Yeah, we no, don't get paid a nickel. We're volunteer. 
Yeah. Uh, is that a volunteer? Yeah. Oh, yes, cool. it's, it's a okay. volunteer position with a really stringent experience and um, right. uh, qualification process. Every three years, we have to requalify as a temporary judge. Right, and um, it's there's a lot of education involved and a lot of participatory. Yeah, you can't be involved. involved. But That's then right. to be a judge, even though they get what you look at on the surface, you'd say, well, you know, one hundred and eighty, two hundred thousand dollars a year, whatever it's the nothing. standard is in California, and uh, yeah. at least in our part of the state, it's more in others, perhaps. Is you look at it and you go, uh, compared to the earnings potential of being in private practice, right. it's not a lot. They make a sacrifice to go into public service. Absolutely. With Absolutely. And you know what? Those yeah. judges, don't forget, these are the cream of the crop usually. And so they're going to get out in the real world. They're going to make a lot of money. And believe me, they are sacrificing and and get, taking a massive pay cut. They definitely um, take public service um, very seriously. And um, by far, like I said before, the, the judges are very professional and very fair, and they really try hard to remain unbiased. Yeah, the vast majority. So when we yeah. bring, brought this stuff up about these judges we talked about, that this is just – this is such a small amount. But, of course, it's going to hit the news, right, Cal? It hits the news because it's – Always. But just think. There's, there's such a – I mean it's, it's 0.0001% probably of the judges that are having these issues – but uh, they're fun to talk about anyway. But Chris Cornell is the is the uh, yeah for, yeah Chris Cornell is the former Soundgarden lead uh, singer, right? Denise? Correct. So uh, apparently there's uh, prescription issues uh, that occurred and a lawsuit occurred by the family, and they've settled the lawsuit. Go ahead, Denise, if you want to just well, follow up on it, Cornell kind of actually died by suicide, right? By hanging himself, which is a horrific way to die. Um, but he, in his system, he had a lot, a number of different prescription medications. And so his family said, despite that his doctors knew that he had addiction issues, they kept prescribing him more and more and more of a certain anti-anxiety uh, type of medication and other uh, anti-opioid and, and barbiturates that were factors in his death and in his depression and suicidal. Didn't Elvis Presley's people try this same thing? I wonder I mean, if Presley, Michael Jackson, too. I wonder Michael the, Jackson. Yeah. I mean, Presley was an, a, a known addict. And it, what was the doctor's name? Stephanopoulos or yes. stuff? Uh, anyway, the Opolis was the last syllables. Anyway, he, they approached him and said the same thing. What are you doing here? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, same with Michael Jackson right. and, and the physician there. We actually did some prison time because of yeah. it. So this was the same type of a suit, only it was a civil suit. Right. So the objective was to get money. And it was settled out of court. Um, and the Cornell family has agreed to a settlement in this particular case, which benefits the minor children of Chris Cornell um, and his uh, former I I think guess he has spouse. Three, three children. It looked like I, I do think so. Two or three children. But anyway, sad. But yes. uh, yeah, we don't know the settlement amount, but at least do. it's done and, and 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 move on. A lot of times, those settlements are uh, they try to keep them confidential. And this was sure. confidential, so we sure, don't right. know what it, you know what ultimately came by. And it would have been a fifty-fifty proposition. Anyway, in a civil court, you know, so I'm, I'm glad to hear that it settled and I do hope that his children got yeah. you know, some money to just help him. Yeah, they, they, they're, they're tough cases to win. Uh, go ahead and tell us about Melissa McCart, uh, McCarthy. That's, that's kind of an interesting note. And then Denise is going to follow up really quick. She's 
Uh, I'm sorry, I hit my. We got these new mics. We're still getting used to them. Uh, uh, <laughs> and we're going to talk about a uh, just an update on the NRI Chapter 11 uh, bankruptcy petition. But go ahead and let's talk about Melissa McCarthy because we're going to we're going to end this segment here pretty soon. So Melissa McCarthy, she's really um, she's very much a success in the box office, right? Uh-huh, Almost property. all of her movies just go sky high. She's yeah. really good. Well, she had a movie called Life of the Party. And this woman named Eva Kowalski, she wrote a script that was called College Mom. And Eva Kowalski's now have sued Melissa McCartney and several other persons involved with Life of the Party, saying that they had actually stolen her idea. And this type of suit happens all the time. And um, the reality is they don't win very often. It's very difficult because you get down to who had the idea first. Did this person get it from this this source or did the other person get it from that source? And it usually is a, a lawsuit that fails. But the, what sticks out in your mind is that the um, she, the suit is for $10 million, but the life of the party did not net that much money. It only netted 85000 or $85 million at the box office, but it cost over $30 million to to actually produce it and, and um, direct it and all of that type of stuff. So what happens? Did she sue the movie or did she sue the person? Because if the movie all doesn't... Of them. All, of them. all of them. Yeah. All of them. And she sued some other people that we don't know the connection yet. There weren't directors or producers. Hmm. So we just don't know if they're connected by way of she shared that information with them or how it works out yet. But we'll find out. Yeah, we also have the really quick... We're, this is our... We're just jamming through this so we can get through it. Texas... Uh, a Texas judge uh, uh, dismisses the NRA's Chapter 11 bankruptcy petition. Uh, this is Fox News talked about it. But th- this, just to make it quick, uh, look, NRA and New York don't get along anymore. And, and the NRA is based out of New York, so they're moving to Texas. And so uh, uh, the New York, uh, this the state of New York's trying to charge them. Get get. What are they trying to? Well, get what happened is is NRA um, their headquarters in one place, but however they were incorporated in New York. So when right. they filed for bankruptcy jurisdictionally, they had to file right. in New York. Right. So they then wanted to move to Texas because New York. The prosecutors got involved and they found, or uh, they were at least alleging that the head people of the NRA had misappropriated funds. So NRA then moved to Texas and then tried to file in Texas, thinking that they could have jurisdiction in Texas right. where they'd be more That's favorably it. treated. And Texas bankruptcy court said no. No. And you can't use jurisdiction and try to create jurisdiction to get out of penalties in another state. So we're going to follow that. That's what's going on there. Another fight. Well, we, we loved being here, and we have the most important thing, what's called quick takes, right, Cal? That's right. The question is, who has a quick take? I so do. I'm going to start with you, Mr. Penny. Yeah. Remember, uh, not, this is not, usually I do funny ones, but remember, if you want to be treated with respect when you're in court, it's wise to treat the court with respect, and that's the smartest thing to do. Denise, what is your quick take today? My quick take is if I'm sitting as a uh, judicial officer and somebody comes before me with their uh, their name on funny or obscene, I'm going to say, Mr. Blankety Dank, how would you like me to refer to you? <laughs> Thanks for being here. We'll talk to you next week, 9 to, five, 9 to noon, every Saturday Pacific time. Thank you. Radio Law Talk. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.
is a great time to replace your worn-out windows during the Renewal by Anderson 25-Year Savings Event. Upgrade your home today. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Call now. Get four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty included. Renewal by Anderson takes every CDC-recommended safety precaution to protect your family. For 25 years, people have trusted us for their window replacement needs, and you can too. Call now to learn about our buy four, get the fifth one free window replacement offer. 800-603-8489. That's 800-603-8489. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details.